This is Circuitous Conversations with Bill and Dan, episode 45 for Monday, July 11th, 2011. I am Bill Wadman, and that is Dan Gottesman. Say hi. 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 Uh, and uh, here we are again, as we always are, it seems. Yes. These weeks go by fast. They do. They do. It's fun, though. I, I think we're getting the hang of this. You think? A little bit. I hope so. Yeah. I hope, so. I, yeah, I hope yeah. that people listen and think, wow, these people really know what they're doing. Oh. Uh, I, 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 that's optimistic. I would say I hope these they're listening and they're like, oh, these people aren't giant douchebags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we have a little request from the same person who requested last time. What's the guy's name? I can't remember. Um jm something maybe okay uh and the question was about headphones or speakers uh hang on let me find it because uh, then we'll be all official and we'll we'll, we'll consider this follow-up and then we'll move on to a real topic where the hell is that uh jht media that's okay what it was i knew it had a j in it uh you guys talk a lot about headphones and speakers could you dedicate an episode to listening devices no no, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot well, of work. <laughs> we could actually, but yeah, I don't true. think that anyone would want to listen to me talk about headphones for an hour. Although I could definitely do it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. I will, however, say that we can dedicate a good ten minutes to it. Sure, that's reasonable. Um, I of the two of us am probably the more dorky audiophile. That's uh, a safe, safe yeah. statement right there. Very which, safe. which we got to on the music episode a couple episodes ago. Um. I listened to a pair of Vent tuned reference six monitors, which are these little powered monitors with six inch woofers at my computer. Mm-hmm. I think we actually listed those in the Toys was, We Like or something episode. Yeah, there right? was an episode in, a while back where we, we talked about the stuff that we have on our desk right. and stuff. So there's those. Uh, but the my main speakers are a pair of B&W uh, Nautilus 804s, which... When I bought them were $3,500, I think. Um, they're pretty fancy speakers. They're also like they're, huge. They're not, th- I mean, in the grand scheme of speakers, they're not huge. But yeah, they're big. They weigh a lot. They weigh like 50-something pounds a piece. Hmm. Um, and they're, they're dual 6.5-inch woofers, uh, a 6.5-inch Kevlar mid-range driver, uh, and then like this back set. They're bi-wireable. They're, they're high-end. What's hmm. really nice about them is that uh, a lot of fancy people like mastering engineers and stuff actually use the 801s and 802s which are the big daddy's versions of these they're the eight and twelve thousand dollar versions um but they're they use identical tweeters and mid-range drivers so anything above say 100 hertz i can listen to in the same way that ted jensen does when he's mastering which is kind of nice because when you listen to something that one of these guys worked on on these speakers, you know that it sounds pretty much exactly the way they heard it on theirs. Did it's you say just, 100 hertz? Well, yeah. I mean, oh, wait. No, crossover. You said 100 hertz, not 100 megahertz. No, or not 100 megahertz. Not 100 <laughs> kilohertz. 100 hertz. Um, probably a little bit higher than that, but let's just say that somewhere down there it gets weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's, it's nice. So I'm very nerdy. Uh, I will admit that. Uh, and as for headphones, uh, I use Edimotix. Um I used to use the ER4Ss, which are the really high-end ones. 
which as I may or may not have said before, got stolen when I was at Imogen Heap's house, mm. which sucked. Um, they got stolen out of your pocket or something? Well, you know, they were in my pocket and I checked my coat, mm. not thinking about the fact that somebody would steal something in my pocket or they fell out of my pocket. I don't know. I mean, I, I doubt it was malicious, but, you know, mm. there were hundreds of people there, so who knows? Um, but uh, so I, I checked my coat, and when I got on the train on the way back into town, mm. they were not in my pocket anymore, that which sucks. is sad because those were, you know, $300 headphones. Uh, yeah. I've since updated to a pair of HF5s, which uh, have a very similar driver, and they're in ear, um, and they're small, they're single driver, but they are. Uh, very wide range and they are very smooth in the mids to highs like they're just silky they're very very nice and these are cheap these are well not cheap they're 150 bucks i think you can find them for Mm. um so if you're looking for a good pair of in-ear headphones that doesn't cost a lot these are great these eddie eddie uh, Eddie modic hf5s now dan uses a pair of shores Mm -hmm. what are they four four twenties four something yeah the se 425s uh, and I did try them recently when Dan and I were out to dinner one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sounded very boomy to me. Okay. Well, they sounded I mean, I, like a car stereo to me. Um, you also, you, you, I don't know if you, if you, uh, if the, if the, whatever the sleeves that you're using are optimal right. for, for those sure. headphones. Cause you took the ones off of your, I did eddies and put them on the shores. I mean, I, I mean, theoretically it shouldn't, shouldn't make a difference, but I don't know. Um, I did have a pretty good. They didn't fit my ear quite right. I don't know. I have I have a strange shape in my the way my whole ear is. Like the earbuds don't fit at all because they just fall out. Because I don't have that the the little cup where they normally sit. Mm-hmm. Regular earbuds don't fit in me. So maybe the shores just don't quite fit in my ear the right way. Um, I like the Yetis because they go in kind of they're small and they go all the way in and just a little wire coming out. Um, yeah. No, I, I would I would I would imagine that maybe you you didn't have the shores in. All the way, and maybe yeah, that's maybe. why they're sounding weird. Um, but I've been using Shure's um, in ears for all, like almost ten years. Uh, when I uh, when I joined the uh, the Baldwin Brothers back in two thousand, and you know, as I, as I mentioned last week on our show with Jason, um, a huge part of our performance was play. You know, we, we had playback tracks to listen to while we were performing, and so I decided it was time to splurge, and I went down to uh, this, this, I guess you could call it a store. It's kind of like more like a weird doctor's office kind of place called Sensophonics, and it's in Chicago. But they they deal um, all of that stuff on on the internet as well. And I had a, an audiologist give me a hearing test, and he took impressions of my ears for uh, you know custom fit uh, earplugs. And then he also uh, was a reseller of Shure products, so I got my hands on one of the earlier. Sure, in-ear monitors that you know, basically like a you know a predecessor to what I have now. I want to say they're like the E120 or something like that. It was it was a, it was a lower end single single driver, like you know it was like kind of skin colored. You know, had that kind of sure. tan color and had this weird looking braided, like exposed braided uh, cord. But it was cool because um, he made um, cust- custom sleeves for it that were you know, and it, they were like it was like a combination earplug and. Sure. Headphone sleeve. So, you know, I got like, you know, 15 or 16 dB of, of, you know, hearing insulation, which was nice. Um, See, I, I get, I get a good, when I get a good seal on the Eddies, it is as good as having earplugs in. Right. And well, I've, that's, and that's I've that's had custom molds made and I actually prefer 
the triple tip things, triple the triple flange. flange. Yeah, those are good. To the custom molds, it's like I it's harder to keep a good seal in the custom molds that I find because you move your jaw a little bit and your yeah. ear kind of changes shape a little bit and a little air gets in around the edges. For me, the 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 big difference I I I'm a huge fan of the the triple flange as well. The problem I have with that is that after like an hour of wearing those things, um, you don't sure. notice it while you're while you're wearing them, but you take them out and it's like, wow, that you know, it's they're really rough on your ear. Yeah. Whereas true. with the uh, with the custom ones, um, you I've, I mean, I've worn those things for hours, like yeah. you know, a whole evening, and I agree. Uh, and it's a, it's a much much less fatiguing physically on your. Yeah, ear. Yeah, the, the triple flange I think get a better seal, but the uh, custom ones are more comfortable. Totally. Which I think is sort of the thing. So anyway, Dan and I are both fans of in-ear headphones, although, um, like, currently I am using... Are you using your, your Shores right now? Do you, is that what you use right when this, we do this? No, no. What do you uh, use when we do this? When we do this, let's see. I, I Actually, I keep a pair of the Apple headphones that came with my iPhone at my desk for using, you know, handset, uh, hands-free stuff, just because it has that microphone in line on the cable. Sure. Um, and when I use Skype on a normal conversation, uh, as some of you may or may not know, when you plug the Apple headphones into your, like your MacBook Pro, for example, uh, the jack is actually smart enough to pick up the microphone. So you can actually use the headphone and microphone, you know, in that one. How um, thoughtful of Apple to do that for it, you. It was nice. So that, you know, cause it's, it, I think it sounds a little better than the built in microphone that's on the computer. Sure. Um, so I keep it, I just keep it at my desk for that sort of stuff. Um, and plus, I, I mean, when I'm sitting at home and I'm not mixing music and I'm just, you know, chatting with somebody, I don't need to have both ears, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't need any kind of isolation. So I, I'm just sitting here with one earbud in one ear and then I have that, the headphones plugged into the front of the, uh, the Mac pro where I'm recording. And then the microphone is actually my, you know, my Alesis AM52. Sure. Um, and, and you know, that, I, the only reason I have the, the you on headphones is so, so that you don't come through the speakers and and yeah, bleed of course. into the yeah. uh, recording. I use yeah. a pair of these AKG. What are these? These are two forties, K two forties. Yeah, those are classic. Uh, yeah, I, I mean they're fine. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't actually listen to music on these. I mean, I'm sure they would sound better than most people's headphones. Uh, if I'm seriously listening to music and I don't want to use my in ears, I have a pair of Sennheiser five eighties, mm. which are like really high end. Uh, music listening headphones Mm -hmm. which sound incredible uh they are however sort of semi-transparent in that you can hear stuff outside of them so they're not sealing around i mean they go around your ear but they themselves are sort of semi-permeable right um so if there's stuff going on around you they're not ideal but if you were in a quiet room and you put them on and lay down on your bed with a with a like a plugged into a decent system they sound pretty crazy no no. the other nice thing about those akgs like you say is they don't give you a good seal but similar to what we were just talking about with the 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 in-ears i used to have a pair of 240s and those are very comfortable they just sort of sit over your ear um so they're you know if you're spending a, a long time with headphones on um and you don't need like isolation of any yeah. kind, they they they're really really. These great. are the classic cans for studios, yeah, uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, they're they're fine. I, I bought them to do some recording with because the obviously the Sennheisers are not ideal, and I find it odd using in ears when I'm recording, mm. just because it's sort of especially if you're singing. Yeah, oh yeah. Because then it's, your head kind of resonates in them, and you yeah. just it sounds really weird. You, you need it sort of outside to be able to do it. That's um, true. So anyway, so I think that is the answer. Is that well, an answer? And just just to round it out, my my preference for um, over the ear headphones, I 
I, I've heard a couple of pairs of Sennheisers that that I, that sounded good, but I've gone through some a, are good and some number. are not. It's very yeah. it's very hit or miss with Sennheiser. My, uh, my I guess my long standing favorite, if I had to pick one, the, the headphones that I'm most used to um, are the Sony's, uh, the MDR seventy five oh sixes. Now is that the same ones that Strawbridge listens to? Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're like you want to talk about industry standard. That that yeah, is the industry I know. standard. But I they actually, actually are not that good of a headphone. No, they're they're not like I mean you, you put them on a on a graph they're not going to be as they're not as, music listening headphones. But but they, they they're really physically comfortable and yep. and they, they fold up small. They fold up nicely. Um, I actually sort of when I, I, I mine I actually wore through mine um, and one of the little wires broke. And it broke, and I had it repaired and broken, and I had it repaired, and then the guy ran out of cable. He couldn't repair it anymore because you know I kept losing slack. Yeah. Um, it was one of the little wires that goes from the from the actual driver to the, the headband kind of thing. Anyway, um, so I went to go replace them. I think at like Sam Ash or some music store, and they didn't have them, but they did have the one up from them, which is the seventy five oh nine. Uh, which is very similar looking and sounding. And I've had those now for, geez, for almost 10 years. And they, they feel just about the same and they sound just about the same. And uh, for, for, for big ear headphones, you know, for big headphone stuff, that's... that's those are nice too. Wise. They fold up small into that like, little, weird little... They're like, I would say they're like 5% bigger than the 7506s. I mean, they're yeah, virtually right. identical. They just have a different different case design. That, I mean, those are very... What did uh, the ones I that uh, Dan Benjamin was using in the pictures? 7506s, yeah. Okay. Those are the same yeah. ones. So he likes them just because they're small and the way they fit his head. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the, and the only other headphones that I've had really good experiences with in studios are old school Fostex T20s. Sure. yeah. Um, and one of the things I really liked about those headphones uh, is that they had removable uh, cables. Uh, okay. So you can actually like replace the the cable, like the the yeah. cable that goes from the headphone to the, the Sennheisers do that too, and people make special custom cables yeah. for them specifically. You know, I mean, you can get different lengths, different yeah. connectors on either end. It's a or you know on the on the other end, so to sure. Speak. So yeah, uh, that was it, we, we use those in a recording studio. It's really funny cool. because with with headphones in uh, for professional use, as it were. Mm-hmm. It seems like they are, I mean, like the Sonys and these AKGs and and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they're 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 built for durability. People want them for durability right. as much as they want them for the sound. Right. You know? well, it's a compromise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what serious audiophile listener people look at those headphones like the ones I've got on now and are just like, well, those are crappy headphones. They're not right. for serious listening. Right. Um, but the serious listening, like the Sennheisers, I have are not good for recording and they're much more fragile. So anyway, this is all to say, I don't know what it's saying, but you know, if you want good, there is a compromise to be had. I mean, those Sennheisers I have, they were like three fifty or $400, but I got them for two fifty cause new ones had come out. Mm. Um, but they're still considered like one of their top ones. Mm. So it, it, it all, and your ears get used to these things too. Like it may be that I listen to your shores and I'm just so used to my, Edimotics. But, you know, it's funny because my Edimotics sound very much like my B&W speakers do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like them. Mm-hmm. I like I like things very flat. Like, I never use any sort of... I don't even have any tone controls on my stereo. It's like there's a passive uh, uh, resistor, you know, variable resistor as my volume straight into the amp. So, I mean, I don't even have treble and bass or any, or any EQ even if I wanted it. So... It's it's uh it's hey, everybody's taste thing, but I'm I'm kind of a purist, so so <laughs> that's uh that's listening. Yeah, um, there's actually a really I, I stumbled across a good he- um site that's specific to headphones a couple years ago. You mean headphone.com headroom? 
Uh, headphones.com. Yeah. Is that Headroom or is that a different site? I think that's a different site. Okay. Because head, Headroom sells headphone stuff and headphone amplifiers. Yeah. And they're really nice. In fact, that's the link to the the podcast I put up a couple weeks ago where it was the guy from the headphone store who had really terrible audio uh. <laughs> on, on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, that was the guy who runs that place. Okay. Well, which we'll, I'm, we'll put links to those too in the notes yeah. there. So. But uh, yeah, there's some good stuff out there. If you're into headphones... You don't have to spend that much to get really good sounding stuff in headphones, but everyone's a little different, so it's best if you can try yeah, a few things it's, out. It's true. I mean, it's just like, um, and if you're can't. really serious about it, headphone amplifiers do change a lot of the That's equation. They, I mean, they completely it, blow it, away. But it does boil down to personal preference, just like absolutely. Cameras, and know, it's how, how much how much you care, you know? Yeah. yeah. And how much yes, it can sound better. How much do you care about it sounding better? Yeah. Um, and that's money wise or, you know, any other way. Yeah. So, uh, well, this, this brings us back to what I was thinking about as our topic for the day, mm-hmm. which is possessions. Mm. Um, I, it, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. My mother is moving out of my childhood home on Friday. Uh, that's, my father, that's for sure now, right? Cause I remember you were saying yeah. that there was a, yeah, there's, there, there were some questions, up. but I think it's pretty much a, a done deal now. Um, and so this is the house that I grew up in until I was 18 and went off to college. It's the house that the only house I've ever known. Mm. I mean, theoretically I was in another house when I was one, but I have no recollection of it. Mm. Um, so it's, you really have to, you start thinking about the stuff you have because there was some stuff there. Now there was 50 cases of baseball cards, which I found a guy and came and picked them up last week, uh, and bought them, which is really funny. He, uh, he, he, bid a certain amount of money mm-hmm. and then I wrote called him back and said you know could you up it a little bit so I feel better about all this and he's like yeah sure mm-hmm. and then he went there and he went to pick them up and apparently there were a couple cases that weren't in my inventory hmm. I don't even know like I didn't maybe I couldn't figure out what the hell they were because some of them are not labeled very well hmm. um, and so he gave me some extra money huh that was nice of him yeah very nice of him so it was it was kind of uh uh you know, it was so I made out well. I mean, I probably didn't make out well money wise, but at least it's done. And then the other thing that was at my mother's house that was big was my piano. Cause I have a, for those of you who don't know, I have a degree in music. I used to play piano pretty seriously. Uh, and my five, eight Yamaha grand was at my mother's house and had to, had to do something with that. And so uh, I ended up, we ended up moving it to a friend of mine's house who lives in Connecticut and he is sort of holding on to it for me until I can use it myself. Uh, so he gets to use a nice grand piano for the cost of moving it to his house. Um, but it just makes you think about the things that you own and why they're important to you. That piano, you know, is probably worth 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Is that, but it's worth much more than 10 grand to me. I didn't want to sell it. It's the piano my father bought me, you know? So, I mean, is there, is there, but it's funny because the last week I was having a conversation with Dan Benjamin actually on the phone and, and I was talking about the baseball card thing and how it was odd to me that I was selling these things that had been around it. But I'm talking to him and he's, you know, a practicing Buddhist, right? Okay. So possessions to him, the whole idea of like wanting things, you know, desire and that whole thing is, is a big part of Buddhism, correct? Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm not an expert. Okay. So it's just interesting to me that... maybe us in the West, like, what does it matter? These are pieces of cardboard with ink on them. Why do they have any real meaning to me? I don't care about baseball. Well, you you didn't, they're not your, it wasn't your collection though, dude. It was your dad's. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and actually, go ahead. 
Oh, and just just to sort of sum it up, I mean, that's why they're they're valuable to you, right? So they so they have they have monetary there are things that have monetary value and then there are things that have nostalgia value sentimental sentimental value a lot of people that's fair but but it's funny because selling the baseball cards doesn't change the memories of my father right they 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 are they are something of a totem maybe sure you know token a token or some sort of a physical representation yeah. Yeah. But 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 it's funny how that's it's very difficult to let go of those things. You know, it's like somebody can't let go of a letter their grandfather wrote them, or you know that that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I'm familiar um, with that. Sure. So I, I guess my I guess the 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 overarching question is, you know, how do you think about this, and 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 are there items that you have that you can't get rid of, even though you may think, wow, there's no reason why I should really care about this, but yet I just. I moved again and I brought it with me again because I just can't let go. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think I might be wired differently than you in that respect. Are you saying I'm a sentimentalist? No. I mean, maybe I am, but okay, th- that's sure. Fair. That's not what I was talking. About. I'm, I'm thinking of myself as being more of a kind of a pack rat. Okay. Um, and I have this sort of fear of m- the potential of needing something later, you know, like I'll, I can't throw out that button because I might find the pants that was from. No, well, I mean, sure, that's a, that's a perfectly. Apt but are you analogy. but are you that far gone, or is it more like, oh, I can't, I don't want to throw out this power adapter for this thing because I may need to use it some other time. Well, I mean, if if I still have the thing, then I'm not going to throw away the power adapter for it, right? Um, you know, it would be better to say why why are you holding on to this thing if you haven't touched it in so long? You know, okay, if you yeah, used okay, it in that long, that's you know? fair. What what is what is the line for you? Where's the thing? You know, it's been changing uh, as I've gotten older and as I've moved more and as I've gotten more settled and more confident. Um, so I'm way more inclined to just get rid of stuff, you know, nowadays than I, than I used to be. When I was younger, um, I don't you know. You were so much younger than before? Yeah, well, you know, 10 years ago, for example, I was all about, like, building, like, collections, you know, and, and getting you know, the full set and, sure. you know, and, and completism. You Hence know, getting, the, the toy thing we talked yeah, about that. Time. Sure. Yeah. Sure. My toy collection was a perfect example. Um, and the, you know, and the same thing with, with computers, you know, and, and software and music and movies and camera gear. And, and like, there's this, there's this part of me that, you know, that definitely really liked, you know, having all the stuff. Um, whether or not I would necessarily need it or use it or not, you know, that, that wasn't really part of the, sure. that wasn't part of the math there. <laughs> well, can you, can you describe the satisfaction you got from that? You know, like well, what? yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's similar to, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that it's similar to what, what folks who collect baseball cards go through. And, and it, it's almost like, um, it's like reaching a goal, you know, it's sort of like, um, uh, you know this this particular person or company or or creative entity or whatever made this series or this many things and to express my you know uh, interest and in, not necessarily infatuation but appreciation or dedication to this person entity what have you I am going to go out of my way to make sure that I have proper representation of that particular you know, thought or collection or piece or idea, you know, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I just, the, what, I know what you're talking about. I have done it myself uh-huh. at my age. Now, my current thinking is that 
it feels like a sucker's bet. You know what I mean? Like mm. they, they're looking for the crazy person like me who's going to buy all of these toys to collect them all. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? I mean, so uh, I just wonder, like, thing- are you really getting? Let's say you spent, you know. A total of a hundred hours searching for these things, probably more. I don't know. You oh, know, sure, sure, and sure. Hundreds or thousands of dollars for this piece of satisfaction. That like, it, well, was that really worth all that time and energy and money? For some like, people, it was though. Because yeah. I'll tell you, for me, um, what I liked, <clears throat> um, I, I really used to enjoy the the, the 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 physical act of the search of the hunt. You know, I really liked going out and and looking for stuff and finding stuff the the find the thrill of the find um was 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 a big part of it for me did you ever try doing it just as a window shopping exercise that was part of my process in in sort of like weaning myself off man there was a point in time where i realized that i just didn't have any money you know I, i could not afford it i couldn't justify it so what i would do uh much to you know internet retailers chagrin uh, was go to a, a particular website and put together this fantastic shopping cart, <laughs> you know, of everything that I wanted, and then just walk away and then just close the window. Yeah. Um, you know, as a sort of sort of a fake shopping experience. But, but it's that sort of like putting the pizza in your mouth and spitting it out without swallowing. Yeah, I guess you could say that. So it's, there's, it's, it's like there's, there's, a, there's the final... Look, I do the same thing with... Um, well, look, there are people who do the same thing with cameras, right? I need oh, yeah. every lens that Nikon has or mm-hmm. whatever the stupid mm-hmm. thing is. Sure. I mean, I think you and I, maybe even arguably me more than you... Yeah, you're further come, ahead of me than that, for sure. Just, I've just come to the conclusion that you know there are the pieces of gear that I need, mm-hmm. and there's a whole lot of gear that I don't need, yeah. and I've given up yearning for it you know yeah no it's true uh, and, and i don't know i don't know if that's a certain and this is no rip on you i don't know if that's certain a maturity level in a particular area you know that you get to the point where like you don't think about that stuff anymore it's i think it's yeah there's it's I mean, it's, it's the hard. same thing with recording stuff like you know the serious recording engineers are not like i need this box or else i can't do my job no they're no, just no, like yeah. well show me what you got and i'll make it work yeah it's it's different um for me i i mean there's definitely a part of me that's 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 changed and I've gotten better at dealing with that stuff but there there's that is still very much you know in me you know part of me I think it's it's a lower level do you fight it thing um not I mean sometimes I have to what, well, was like it say, was it hard selling all the toys no I mean from a I emotional mean, was, point of view no no not at all I was already I I I'd kind of come to terms with that and I'm like all right this is this is over this is done <laughs> you know it's funny because my my buddy Harden who took my piano Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love him and I, I trust him and his wife. They're good friends of ours. And uh, they have two little kids mm-hmm. who, you know, I'm trusting will be respectful of the fact that this is a very expensive, very important piece of stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's funny because he said to me the other day, he's just like, you know, well, how much, you know, was it? Oh, we'll take care. We'll take good care of it. And I'm thinking to myself, I know there was part of me that was like, this is arguably the most important object that I own is my piano. You know really? what I mean? The most important to me? Yeah. Like the thing that I would uh, even though I don't play it that much anymore, it represents something. Huh. Uh it, it, my piano my my parents bought me my piano when I was in I don't know, it was 20 uh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, 91. Um and it was one my father you know the relationship with my father is a very complex one, but it was one of the few things that I can remember he did in a arguably completely selfless manner for me Mm. you know Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna go out of my way and buy this piano for billy 
so that he can play. You know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, in, the, that. in that way, it means it means something more than just the fact that it's a 5A piano. If I sold that one and bought an identical one 10 years from now, that wouldn't yeah. be the same piano. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny, man, because <clears throat> I'm thinking about myself when you're talking about all this stuff, and that... What you're just talking about there, that that I don't seem to have that that itch, you know. I don't seem to have that uh, that hiccup or whatever you want to call it, that thing. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong; I can make you a list of of like all kinds of things that had you know have been given to me by certain people or that required you know with special significance um, in one way or another. But if you were to tell me, you know, dude, you have to pick one thing that you you know you ha- you can hold on to, and uh, and everything else is going away. You know, yeah. in that like you know that whatever that uh, that metaphorical fire or you know natural sure. disaster or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I can't really I can't really think of anything that would that would uh, that would take that space. Honestly, um, there I mean, isn't one thing, or there's nothing. No, there's nothing. I mean, maybe I mean for me it would it's more of an inconvenience than anything else. Um, you know, I mean, so for me it would be like you know. I would love to have all of the data on all of my hard drives. You sure, know, that, that would be nice. Well, do you do you for let me let me ask you this? Do you? Yeah. It's funny. Well, that that brings up another thing which we'll talk about in a minute, which is the the switch to digital stuff and how that changes the equation because mm-hmm. your stuff might not be an actual object, right? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. But do you like do you? You're a drummer. Do mm-hmm. you still have your first drums or anything from that time? I do, but it's funny that you <coughs> mention it because I was just thinking about. Um, selling them, okay. Because for for a long time, like you know, for about five or six years now, since since basically since moving to New York, um, I asked myself, I'm like, dude, you haven't played these drums like in years. Because my first drums were these it was this really great set. It was a Yamaha set, um, and they're just big, you know. They're they're they were in the in the you know early '90s. There was a, a trend in drum drum set uh design where all of the drums were were like essentially giant square like boxes you know like the depth was the same as the as the sure um as the diameter of the head uh they called them power toms um for lack of a better term so here i have you know power tom yeah so um and they are loud and they are big sounding i mean they're terrific 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 drums but uh here i am you know new york city drummer Uh, I live in a very small apartment, and when I go to play shows or on recording gigs or whatever, um, either there are drums there for me, you know, waiting for you, you because that's that's sort of commonplace here in the city, uh, or I'm bringing my own stuff. And I don't have a car, so I haul my stuff around uh, on hand trucks and backpacks, and the smaller it is, the better it is. So these, these, you know, big, beautiful-sounding giant drums don't really get taken out anymore yeah um it's funny because you in many ways the way you look at your drums is the way i look at my camera gear no i I think that's safe i I, yeah for sure so so now what i think i'm going to do is i'm going to compromise and actually i'm probably going to do what uh you did with your piano i happen to have a friend uh who owns and operates a recording studio and they have a you know a, a decent amount of space in there so what i'll probably do is is uh temporarily you know donate them so to speak or put them on permanent loan um over there and it's, it's i mean it's not that they're taking up that much room i have a storage unit but my goal would be to uh I, what i really miss um wh- so just a quick uh aside about my uh history with things and stuff um when i lived in chicago uh real estate and 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 you know living 
living arrangements are, are it's cheaper to live in Chicago than it is in New York. Yeah. Um, so I was living in, you know, two and three bedroom apartments for this, you know, for, for half the cost that I'm living in this little studio right now. Like my last apartment in Chicago six years ago was in a pretty good neighborhood. It was a two bedroom with a garage, uh, for $800 a month. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Um, and even still in that space, <laughs> In that space, I still needed to spend another $115 or whatever on a 10 by 10 storage unit for the rest of my crap. Right. <laughs> so needless to say, over the years, uh, I have definitely whittled my my footprint down a little bit. And when I first moved to New York, I found a really nice little studio place um, in Carroll Gardens. But it was too small for m- me and all of my stuff. So I did the same thing where I basically rented another 10 by 10 storage unit and just kept my, my crap in there, including all my music stuff. Cause when I first moved to the city, I wasn't playing with anybody. Um, but then I found, took my time and I found that new, I found that apartment in Bushwick, which I don't think you ever did make it out to. Did you? No. Um, that's fine. But it was a much, much, much larger. It was like a, you know, a loft with a, um, with a little duplex, you know, um, bed sleeping area and tons of ceiling space. So I put up all these shelves and for the first time in a long time, I was able to have all of my stuff under one roof. Uh, even though a lot of it was still in boxes and in storage, you know, kind of tucked up in the corners and that, but it was really kind of nice to feel like that was my, my, my footprint on the world was just this one little container. So, um, when I moved from that loft to where I am now, this, you know, the smaller studio in this larger complex, um, I had to kind of resort, you know, back to the storage unit program again. So now, I mean, it's not 10 by 10, it's about half that. Um, I've definitely gotten rid of a lot of stuff, but I still, that's my goal now is to, is to, is to get rid of all the stuff that's in there so that I'm only, you know, living within my means, so to speak. Sure. Now it's funny because among, after the baseball cards and the piano at my mother's house, there were also a couple, a few boxes of miscellaneous crap that I called, you know, the kind of stuff, yearbooks, uh, notes from certain people, letters, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, particular Christmas cards, you know, that kind of stuff that, that adds up. Um, uh, report cards, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, you know, I called those down and my mother shipped them down to me. And having those things, a lot of those objects were always just at my mother's house or in my room at my mother's house or in a closet somewhere. That having them here in my place in New York is very odd. Right. You know, because it's like, wait, this isn't, this picture's not supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. This no, picture, I, you know, I know exactly um, what you mean. And so it was, it was funny because we went up and we called them, Heather and I, and, uh, one of the things we did was we used a scanner and there was a bunch of stuff that I was like, I want to remember that, but I don't need that. So right. we scanned, you know, a hundred different things. Right. You documented it. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can always look at it, but I don't need to actually have the piece of paper in the, in the closet. And sure. uh, it was an interesting thing to do. What's, what's really interesting about it and which kind of brings us to the next phase of this is the fact that it, I was digitizing these things so that I didn't have to keep them anymore. Um, sure. Also in a box I got the other day were a handful of uh, VHS tapes, mm-hmm. like from the early 80s, from, mm-hmm. you know, family parties at my mother's house, that kind of thing, which I'm going to transfer. I think Claude may help me transfer these things. Cool. Um, and a stack of eight millimeter movies. Right. Film. Which, yeah, fi- actual film, which mm-hmm. kind of brings me back to last week's episode. Right. Uh, so I, I've been looking for somebody because, okay, there's there's just a quick aside. There are, There's 8mm and then there's Super 8. Mm-hmm. And apparently Super 8 has smaller 
it has audio and it's yeah. smaller uh like notches you know uh where the you know the thing pulls it but i'm wondering can you play regular eight millimeter in a super eight projector Oh, I have no idea. This is the kind of stuff that is... It's funny because this... I'm usually really good at this kind of information. You know, mm-hmm. this is the kind of stuff I just soak up like a sponge. Mm-hmm. But it's such a new thing to me because I've never played with this stuff. I, and I, I, yeah, I never... I'm pretty good at that stuff, too. I just never looked it up. I got to okay. go... I got to go read up on the Wikipedia. But... Um, there you go. So I've got a stack of... Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Say I've got ten reels. Now, these things are only... I think they're only like three minutes a piece or something. Yeah, I think they're like three to five minutes. So I put up a thing on Facebook saying, does anybody have a projector? I figured I could project them against a wall, pull out my 5D, yeah, yeah, there you point go. it just, at it. Just shoot it. Poor man's telecine. There you go. Right? Easy. Um, but then it kind of questions like, all right, well, is it worth going to get a projector or should I just take these over to a friend's house who has a projector? And, you know, Instead of trying to move the projector. You could probably the, rent one from somewhere too. Yeah, I probably could. I, but two people on, on uh, Facebook said they had them that I oh. can borrow. Well, there you go. So Done. I'm going to do that. But But... So I'm going to start digitizing this stuff, and you know we could talk about formats and that stuff. We're not going to go into that, mm. but that brings us up to I have a couple terabytes worth of stuff from old computers that yeah. you just keep transferring forward. Yeah. Do you have these folders? Like you know, a yeah. ton of folders that are called backup because <clears throat> it's just yeah. a bunch of crap you pulled from your old desktop or whatever. Yeah, mine's cleanup mostly. But, okay, um, so so it's it, that's a whole other ball of wax. But I think it's it it bears some talk. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, again, I'm really awful at that, man. Do you um, dump stuff? You know, I don't dump it as much as I just lose it. Um, I think it's funny because I have so many like bare hard drives. I have been pretty good about not like when I give a computer away or I get rid of a computer, it very rarely has a hard drive in it. You know, I'm pretty good at like keeping the hard drive, but man, I, I have like memories, like pretty vivid memories of my first few computers from like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I have, I don't know what happened to that stuff, man. I'm like, like, you know, there's old, you know, photos that I took old recordings that I made, you know, yeah. design, you know, art stuff. And it's gone, man. I have no clue where it is, you know. And like, you don't know where on your drives it is, or you don't think it's on your drives at all. Oh, it's 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 been long gone off of my drives. So I don't where know where, where those, was the break? I don't know. I have no clue, man. It must have been when I was moving somewhere. But the pro- I mean, this comes around to this, something else that we're that I was going to mention, which is uh, which is a, one of the things that you use a technique to use when determining. Um, whether or not you should keep something or not. And that is, when's the last time you touched it? You know, when's the last sure. time that came up? And, you know, that, that that's a really interesting question. I mean, like this, there's been some nostalgia, like you say, you know, there's some stuff that I'm like, oh man, it would have been nice to see that. Um, yeah. But when's the last time I needed that thing? You know, it's been yeah. years. It's well, years. Uh, d- so, d- there I have email, I have Outlook and Outlook Express <laughs> data files from right. 97. Yeah, I, I've... And I've I've stopped caring about that shit. Now that stuff uh, must. I bet you what's in there has been duplicated fifty times on my hard drive somewhere because you know everyone yeah. is a superset of the last one. Yeah, yeah. The one, the one thing I do think is actually it's, this is so funny. I was just doing this yesterday, last night. The one thing that I do think actually has some significant value, more so than emails for me, um, is my calendar database. Interesting. A- apparently, I've been using iCal in one form or another since it came out, which is coming up on like eight years now and it's still all like in that. there yeah so my main calendar goes back like really far and i can look at like all of these weird 
you know, little, you know, I wasn't, I'm not like a meticulous scheduler or anything like that. In fact, even today, I don't even bother with like putting in a specific, I don't like take the time to put the actual time of day in there. I'll just make a new event and then I'll make, you know, like, you know, chat with bill dash 2 PM, you know, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. that'll be the, and I don't care if it's an all day event or if I made the event at like four in the afternoon, you know, I cow will, I cow will put it in there, you know, at four in the afternoon, it, it defaults to the time of day, you know, plus 15 minutes. You know, Google calendar is pretty good at that. Cause you if you have 2 PM in there, it'll say, Oh, this is supposed to be a 2 PM. Well, I, I haven't, I'm not using it, but well, actually it's funny. So what I did, uh, um, I got really frustrating, uh, because lately I've been doing a lot of scheduling stuff for, you know, between freelancing and music stuff and I had a really close call um, last week where I thought I was available but I wasn't and the problem was um, I, I had an event in my calendar on my computer but it wasn't updated on my phone and I've been a super slow lazy uh, user when it comes to you know getting over the air you know live calendaring on my phone sure uh, I know Google has offered this for, for years now yeah couldn't you just sync it to your thing and then use exchange account on yeah, your iPhone? I don't like using the, the exchange thing. Just it, it, it doesn't work for me. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, so not but, that we're getting technical because we're having no, a good no. thing of talking about the other it's stuff, true. but, it's but true. go ahead. So what I wound up deciding yesterday was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to figure out how to export that giant ass calendar of mine, which has like over 2,500 events now, which is kind That's of That's pretty great. Um, and I'm going to import that into my Google calendar. You know, now, if primary, you just my sync the two it won't sync over all that it's stuff. it's different it's different um because I, I actually have I, I am subscribing to my my you know so in in iCal uh i have the the native iCal local version of the calendar right. but then i also have my i added my google account you can do this in iCal now you can actually go into your accounts and add a you know a google any kind of google uh gmail account to iCal and then it'll it'll you know Start bring, it it'll bring the stuff down and it, it's a little pokey it takes maybe 10 minutes 15 minutes to, to yeah. get everything synced up but it works um, and the same thing happens it, it's smart enough they've, they've, they've got it working so that <clears throat> if you have that set up on your phone it works as well so you can theoretically make an event on the web in Google Calendar or in iCal you know via Google Calendar and within 15 minutes it will magically appear on your phone and then yep. you can change it or whatever delete it on your phone and then for the record if you, if, you, if you do this on android it's there in like 10 seconds i know i know but just go ahead anyway so i decided it was time to to make that jump so i i exported this you know the ical file was like almost two megs i mean it was huge yeah um you know it's just like a little csv file so it's not you should to be keep backups big. of that anyway well, i've got a bunch of backups yeah um but uh i did that and Google was able to import like you know ninety percent of it. it. It mentioned that there, you know fifty items were you know were un- unimportable, and I'm like I don't care. Yeah. Um, but now, so now I have all of this stuff going back years and years and years on the cloud. Uh, yeah, and I kind of that for for whatever reason that feels way more important to me because those are like pointers. You know, those are like uh, like milestones where I can I can basically if I look at this particular week or this particular event from however long ago. And then see all of the things that were happening around me at that time. I, I suddenly start remembering all this other crap. Sure, you know. And it's I guess it's the same way as like when someone flips through an old photo album. It's like, oh, I remember that house, or I remember that that car, or yep, yep. whatever. Um, but for me, I, I think it's more. I don't know. The the time thing is more significant. Do you, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. A lot of people, especially now with phones and 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 digital cameras and and. Uh, even like Facebook and that kind of crap, 
it's amazing how few people back that stuff up on their computers. Mm. And I mean, we, you know, backup, that's a whole other thing, but it's just, it's, it's funny how in some ways digital things are much more permanent than real things in that you can have exact copies all over the place. Yeah. You know, and if you're actually trying to get rid of an image, I bet you there's some, you know, random pictures, you know, personal stuff that's on my web, uh, it's on my hard drives two or three times, you know, or on a whole old hard drive in the closet or that kind of thing. Sure. Um, but at the same time, my house burns down. I lose all that just like you would in with physical objects, but somehow they, it almost seems even more fragile, you know, unless you make a point of putting it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I mean, that begs the question, do you really need to get rid of anything ever again? Once everything's digital, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we are a little whatever about, whatever storage thing you have now, you're going to have one that's ten times the size in two years. Yeah, well, so. I think we were talking a little bit before about uh, my the way I handle uh, movies and television and yep. and Usenet and the fact that companies out there like Giga News, um, ha- you know, they they they've crossed that that threshold. It's four <laughs> years retention. There's no, re- they, you know, as long as, you know, hard drives keep getting bigger and cheaper as they, as they do, there's no reason why that, that for them to ever throw anything away ever again. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, but does, but it does, uh, does it become like a gray goo scenario, you know, where, you know what I'm talking about? I, well, I guess we'll have to wait self, and see. Self-replicating. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you just end up with so much stuff that you can't find anything. Well, again, you know, it's actually kind of funny, man. The, I, the way I handle this is very similar to the way I'm talking about with my calendar. I'm not holding on to the stuff. I'm holding on to the, to the pointers to, to the, the to the pointers to the yeah. stuff. Exactly. But that's so assuming like, that the stuff exists somewhere else. But it, your personal stuff doesn't exist somewhere else. But even still, I don't. So, but the fact that I have the pointers acts as a reminder so that right. it's like did i see that let me go back and check i can ch- i can check my little my log if you will yeah. you know i can tell you whether or not i saw that or not by whether or not i downloaded it or not yeah you know um i think that's kind of neat it's uh you know i the space that i live in now heather moved in uh, i guess it's almost nine months now mm. actually it has been nine months over nine months um and it's interesting to me because now that I'm sharing the space with her, by the way, I just have to tell a little story. She was away last week and we've been talking about getting her set up a little personal workspace for herself. Yeah. Hey, where would that go? Uh, it's in the little nook, the front, uh, the front little bay windowy thing where the bookshelves are. Mm. Uh, so we were going to put something in there and we keep talking, Oh, we're going to get you a, we'll get you a desk. We'll get you a desk. And it never like, we just keep forgetting or putting it off. Mm. So she was up in Boston last week and I was like, you know what? Let me go get her a desk. Hmm. So I went down to Ikea and I bought this nice little black desk. It's actually kind of sweet. It's got two little drawers, whatever. Hmm. And I put it together and I put it in the nook with a little lamp on it and, and had it all set up so that when she came home, just a surprise her with a little something. How nice. I'm so romantic. Uh, and so she walks in <laughs> and she puts down her bags and she lays down on the bed for 10 minutes and we're chatting things up. And then she gets up and she goes to the bathroom and she comes back. And then she's like, I'm going to take a shower. And she goes and takes a shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for 27 minutes, she didn't yeah. notice that there's a new desk there for her. Well, and she it was just, you know, walked right past it, right? Yeah, she walked past it like four times, <laughs> which is just... <laughs> wow. It just goes to show you how blind you can be if you're not looking for something. Uh, I don't know, man. You know? When it comes uh, to the space that I live in, I'm pretty sensitive to where Yeah, I, I thought it would be too. Anyway, the point of this is, is that um, I now share my space... And so the space that I have for my stuff is now significantly smaller, right? Oh, that's a but that's an interesting thing now that you mention it. Uh, I haven't lived with a 
with another person right in a really long time now almost 10 years i think um, it'll be in in for when it was just my stuff it was one thing and and look heather and i have a great relationship when it comes to this kind of thing it's not like she's like you need to get rid of your stuff you know it's like there's none of that no but there's something when you live with someone else there's a certain um thing that you need to sort of be cool with or have have a comfort level of like like the com- like you need to be able to you need to be cool to to the possibility um half that cool, cool with stuff the, that's not well, yours no even more so you need to be cool with the possibility that when you come home something you know might be moved you know something might not be where you left it you yes know? oh yeah um, and i mean that that's, that's a big deal for me but you get kind of used to it like it's living a, alone you know, it's, it's a surprisingly yeah nothing moves unless you move it Right, you know, it's like it's like your whole life has is on a tripod. <laughs> you know <laughs> okay. what I mean? I guess that's the old the old thing with the photography that you know you stick something on a tripod and then you can go back and you can fidget with it and it, you know you walk away and you come back and it's exactly where you left it. Sure, um, but so it's no, absolutely, and and she's pretty good about that stuff and she doesn't have a lot of like a whole lot of stuff. Mm. We are much less pack rats than say you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but at the same time, na- like now where I'm at now, if yeah. I needed to, I could I could minimize, man. I, I could yeah. easily dump most well, of the crap that I have. I could I could definitely scale down if I had. My to. my friend Carol uh, is married, lives out in New Jersey. Um, she has a rule in her house: nothing comes in unless something goes out. Oh, there you go. That's nice. Uh, uh-huh. Which I've actually tried to sort of maintain that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I haven't accumulated a lot of stuff lately, but it's the whole idea of it. And it's funny watching my mother try to get rid of all of her stuff. Oh, well, now. that's a different story, though. That, you know, that's a, a lifetime in a house. I mean, that's, a lifetime that's... in a house. And it's a whole bunch of stuff that, that every uh, baby boomer is trying to get rid of now because they're all downsizing. Right, so none so of it's worth is, anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Completely saturated. But yeah. just watching her do that, A makes me want to get rid of the little stuff that I do have. Right. You know, and it also makes me not want to accumulate more stuff. Totally. Because it's sort of, I can see the end game. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I could spend the next 20, 30 years of my life adding all this stuff. So what? So that I have to get rid of it 30 years from now? Like, how much do I really need a turkey based or turkey tray you know what i mean well the, like, the thing aren't the, the thing big I plates think i have fine you know yeah the thing that I, I think that's more significant is the fact that in the old days uh like define the old days we'll say a hundred years ago okay. 50 years ago before before this this current like industrial manufacturing sure. revolution internet revolution um, a lot of stuff was handed down. People had less well, stuff. It was yeah. It was harder to make stuff. Things had a little bit more inherent value because they they were a little bit more unique. Now don't get me wrong. People are still making stuff, and you know there are and, people making unique stuff. Yes. That 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 scene still is is around. But but now it's like you, you know you don't you it you don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> you know yeah. it, you can you can say oh well if I get rid of that I can just either buy a new one from someone else that bought one at the same yeah. time I did or I can rent one. Yeah. You know there's so many people out there in the world now and there's so many iterations and variations and it, you know copies of that thing that you that you have such a attachment to um, that you can you can afford to get rid of it and just replace it when you need it. Absolutely, but it's funny because I know you're saying that, and I agree with you that there are you know the same things all over the place. Mass production has created this, right? But at the same time, going back to the beginning in a original circuitous way, mm. my piano is not just any five eight Yamaha Grand from that year. 
It's you know what I mean. Even though I do, it's mass but here's produced, I'm, I'm going to make it an, is more than just that. I mean, look, your drums are or your camera is your camera. You know, yeah, you but could, no, but here's the thing, man. I'm going to make you a, a different argument because the the significance of, of of my drums or your piano or whatever um, to me, sure, it, it, it's it's it has some you know emotional value or sentimental value because of the circumstances surrounding its you know its its introduction into my into your life right sure so this was now that event the 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 feelings that you have and 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 that 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 significance it sort of the the thing itself doesn't really matter anymore because that that event happened you felt that way and as long as you can remember it as long as you can you know you can feel it it doesn't really matter because, like, when's the last time you like before you 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 never touched that piano? I mean, you you lived in well, New York I play now for when years. I go up there, yes. Yeah, but, but that's it's that. not like a regular yep. thing, though. I mean, sure. theoretically, you could spend ten years away from that thing and still feel fine about it, whether or not the thing like kind of kind of like a Schrodinger's cat sort of thing, where you know you don't necessarily sure. it doesn't need to physically exist. Um, you know, if you if you know about it or not, as long as you have that remember, you know, that memory yeah, and that that feeling. It's, okay, it's funny that you bring up the cat because you could say. If I did not know whether the piano was there or not, and I assumed that it was there... You'd still be okay? I, I would still be okay. However, yeah. if I knew that it wasn't there... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. It's interesting. It's, it's, fas- it's a but right, fascinating... I mean, you see what I'm talking about, right? It's, absolutely. But it's a fascinating emotional play. This whole thing is. Yeah. So for, for me, I'm, I'm much more now than I was earlier. Uh, I'm much more of the, of the whole... As long as I can remember it. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with with the the leftover. This is sort of like this come, kind of comes around to my other. We've I've touched on this in the podcast once or twice about how, for me, um, the physical, rem, you know, remnant like the print, the receipt, sure. uh, isn't as important as the experience, yeah. as the actual yeah. act of of the doing. You know, well, as, I mean, I think we we have certainly come to terms with the fact that you are much more self-contained than I am. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, and that's not a rip. I just it's no. Like I don't. You, I don't know what you mean. Self-contained. Uh, you, you are you are willing to you are able to say, well, yeah, okay, these people aren't around or this thing isn't around, but I'm still me and I can still think what I think. You know what right. I mean? Right. Oh, like, sure, sure. You're you're much more self-sufficient emotionally. Sure. Than some people are. That's yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, and I yeah. and I think that there. I mean, there's a certain amount of uh, uh, you you decided to be that way. Right, there's a certain amount of intention with of that now. Yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, why would? Yeah, of yeah. I'm just saying that it took work. It's not like you were built that way. I think I, I think I had a little bit of an advantage. I think my father also is this way, and I think I picked up a lot of those tendencies from him. Yeah. But but I, my mother is definitely not that way. Right. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. I had to do some. Uh, well, I mean, depending yeah. on which side of this thing you're on, somebody there were some people who might say that there's something wrong with you. There might be there might be people who say that there's something wrong with me. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure we can find them. Absolutely, but Absolutely. I just it's so it's it's we look at it in different ways. But mm-hmm. it's it's uh, I don't know the whole the stuff thing. I'm staring here, looking at you know four boxes. My mother sent me my Atari 2600 the other day. <laughs> I saw what that. do I want my Atari 2600 for? I don't know, man. I mean, it made for a good prop though. Oh yeah, that picture that came fun, out pretty great. That was a fun picture. But you know, uh, like, there, I, there are people I out there who like those. things. Oh, absolutely, there are, and I'm probably going to end up putting it on Craigslist because, or sending it to my brother-in-law in Texas because there you go. <laughs> I have I don't have a TV to hook it up to, even if I wanted to. 
<laughs> you know. And somebody said, well, you know, uh, I think my friend Meg said, you know, Gary hooked up our PlayStation to my iMac. And I was like, yeah, but that's different. That's like HDMI out into DisplayPort. Like, that's, yeah, well, that's a modern. cable. That's current. Right. Going from RCA video... Well, you, you you can do it. I mean, it's not hard. You just need a, you need an adapter box. Is all exactly. You need. It, yeah. it would it would be a little bit more complex and time yeah. consuming. Sure. Uh, and then at that point, you might as well just use an emulator. Yeah, that's well, true. Which is the whole other th- you know. There's a whole other thing. It's like I'm I'm I am disambiguating this console and this mm-hmm. version of Asteroids that I was playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, the other day I I pulled up and I I sat down at my laptop and thirty or seconds later or a minute and a half later, I was playing Pitfall. <laughs> you know, because I Using found MAME, an emulator right? and I found a ROM. Nice. It wasn't MAME. It was an Atari oh, emulator. Yeah, gotcha. specific emulator. Mm-hmm. MAME is fig- finicky sometimes, I find, like just trying to get certain things to work certain well, ways. It has the unfortunate downside of like trying to be everything to everything. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, I mean, um, it's cool because it does everything, but it's not. But perfect. I was playing Pitfall. Like, was I playing it with the joystick? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but it's funny that I could actually do that, you know. <laughs> Last yeah. night, I got the original Pac-Man running in MAME for Heather, and she sat here for a minute and played Pac-Man. Nice. And it was just kind of like, wow, that's really amazing that we can do that. But that is that's the not... the future, man. That's it is. But is that the same as if I plugged this thing into a TV and was actually playing Pitfall? Um, no. No. Of course not. It's not. B- b- it is, but it isn't. You know what I mean? No, it's not. They're two different things. Yeah. So, but it, I don't know. It's, so in the end, if I try to explain, if I ever have children and I say, there was this game Pitfall, and here, this is what it looked like, and I'm showing them in an emulator, is very different than handing them a joystick. Is that how you would do it? If I was trying to show my kid? I would show them a video. You would show them a video of it. Of See, the, I, isn't of, the ex- of someone playing a video game. Like okay, actually. that's... Because, you know, you, you can't really get the, the feel for what it looks like by holding the thing in your hand and... No, 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 I would, I would hook it. it up and let them play. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha, gotcha. But But playing an emulator version versus playing no, no, the real version is a completely not, different thing. Yeah, those are two different things. And sure. But, you know, how much of this stuff are we getting to the point where, yes, your memory is great for you, but how? what if you're trying to explain that moment to your child? Yeah. Or, you know, whoever. Sure. You know, then sure. your your iCal database doesn't do much good. Well, you never know. I, I'm just, you know. You know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I fortunately have a, a knack for explaining things to people, so... Yeah, but what I, again, you know? Okay. It, then it comes back to the what does any of this stuff mean anyway? It's just stuff. Yeah, and true. you're going to die, and then there's going to be this pile of stuff left behind for whoever's you know. We're just grains of sand, man. You're just a grain <sighs> of sand in the universe, bro. All right, this is an intense one, but you know we had it was fun. <laughs> you ever seen that uh, that Carl Sagan video? Uh, I've seen many Carl Sagan videos. Are we talking about Cosmos? Or are we talking about something the, specific? The the funny YouTube video. Uh, I forget. It's like if you want to make an apple pie from scratch you must first invent the universe oh yeah yeah (laughs) it's true uh everything everything comes from that yeah that's a good one we should uh that there all right well i don't know i thought it was fun (laughs) but uh we'll come up with something more light next week yeah for sure maybe we'll have another guest all right uh, if you want to get a hold of us, at Bill Wadman on Twitter, at Dan Gottesman on Twitter, at CircConv on yeah, Twitter. there you go. And, uh, and also, please, please, uh, we've, we've definitely, I think we've gotten a handful of new listeners recently. Um, it would be really great if you could give us uh, a rating, a positive rating, on, on iTunes. the iTunes Music Store. Um, just so more people can find out about our show. That and, would be yeah, fantastic. Any, any feedback. And we are, believe it or not, we are still working on a dedicated home for the podcast on the way. We are. 
uh, it just going slowly. If ha- so. it half exists, yeah, it's it's there. It's, it's not not there. So all right. <laughs> we will spread that along, and uh, until next week, uh, we will talk to you all later. Yep. Bye. Bye. I like that one. Thank you.